is this truly about health? Like, are all these measures being done to look out for me and you, our health, the health of our community, right, and the health of the United States at whole? What is up, guys? Welcome to a Real Talk with Maddie G, where I'm gonna talk about things that maybe are a little bit controversial, that are my own opinion, and if you wanna to listen to it, come along for the ride. So today, I'm gonna to talk about the State of the Union and what is going on, kind of a general overview of what I think about all this crazy stuff that's going on in our world. Uh, first off, this is just what I'm passionate about, this is what I'm curious about, this is not medical advice, just my opinion. Um, you know, anything that I talk about in relation to health and well-being, go consult your doctor first. Uh, so it's something I wanna talk about, something I care a lot about is personal freedom, uh, individual rights, and how that relates to our health and our well-being. Obviously, if you live in the world right now, we're going through a pandemic. And unfortunately, what started out as just two weeks to slow the spread um, turned into social distancing. Just stay six feet away from everyone. Don't uh, go about, maybe lessen your routine. Then it turned into, well, just wear masks indoors. Uh, make sure that you're sanitizing everything. But, you know, everything's good, good and all. Keep doing what you're doing. Then it turned into, well, now we have to close down your business because unfortunately you're not deemed essential anymore. Uh, liquor stores can stay open, weed stores can stay open, gas stations and, and all these other things that we use all the time, Target, Walmart, Home Depot, all these large corporations, they can stay open, but, but your business, this is where we draw the line. You obviously are a hot spot for what's going on. And then it turned into, well, now you have to be locked down you have to stay indoors, you can't go exercise. You can't go see your family, not Thanksgiving, Christmas, no, none of that. Um, we're all in this together, right? Even though, you know, the hypocrisy behind people fucking doing, like politicians, people that make the rules don't actually follow the rules, right? And then, you know, this turns into, well, now you can't travel, you have to stay indoors. Uh, and then, you know, a year goes by and now we're up to almost 18 plus months go by. And now it's kind of resulted in you have to get this shot. You have to get this experimental drug or you can't do the things you want. And I know that where I live, it's actually, well, it's actually, I mean, it's coming down to the schools, right? Like they want to vaccinate our kids. They are now vaccinating workers in Charleston and in places like San Francisco and New York City even with a medical exemption where you can't get the vaccination, you're not allowed to go to places anymore. You can't go out to eat, can't go shop for food. Uh, so if you live in those areas, I'd love to hear your own thoughts on this, but is this truly about health? Like, are all these measures being done to look out for me and you, our health, the health of our community, right, and the health of the United States at whole? So. Something that I care very passionately about is taking your health into your own concern. And this is where I think that there's this huge like divide. Um, you know, if this was about health, if this was about ending the, you know, lessening the amount of suffering throughout the entire world, why aren't we talking about the extreme correlation between comorbidities like heart disease, like high blood pressure, like 
vitamin, low vitamin D status, like obesity, in their relation to poor outcomes by the virus? Why aren't we talking about that? Why isn't that in the headlines? Why isn't that the number one priority of our government is to get people, um, whether that's get them outside, get them in a vitamin D supplementation, um, putting out protocols from the White Why doesn't the White House just start an exercise program? Every day, they can hire a trainer that can host a live, simple workout, body weight stuff. You don't need any equipment. We'll do some jumping jacks. We'll do some squats. We'll do some push-ups. We'll show you how to do it in your own household to take advantage of this crazy internet platform. So we stop spreading fear and tell you what not to do. Now, why don't we show you actually how to lose some weight? Why don't we show you how to cook some food, cook some veggies, how you can shop more effectively with your dollar. Um, we can teach you about nutrition. We can teach you about these, these lifestyle things that we know have an effect on this pandemic. And guess what? They also help you with every other disease in your life that is just ravaging. Like before this whole pandemic, we had a pandemic of obesity and chronic disease in the United States and in the Western world. Why don't we show you that? Why don't we show how to stop that? No, no, we definitely won't tell you that. Just get this jab and your whole life will be fine. Like it's anyone who is opposed to it obviously is on the wrong team. And I think that that's a big part of this is it's tribalism, it's ideology. They want us to hate each other, whether it's around gender, whether it's around uh, vaccines, whether it's around uh, health, uh, Republican, Democrat, all this stuff, they want us to hate each other because then we stop focusing on what they're actually doing at the top and what misuse of power or just awful decisions they're doing. Like, like right now in Australia, they're going through another lockdown and they're literally creating what looks exactly like a concentration camp for people who are infected with COVID or maybe who are unvaxxed. It's absurd. Um, yeah, so like, if it was about health, why aren't we taking all these other things to number one, just improve our health overall, and then we can attack this one little issue of the COVID, but you know, it also helps uh, your physical, mental, and emotional well-being to start exercising, to get out in the sun, start walking, to start eating better, start breathing and meditating. So it's obviously not about health. And then something that I want, I talk, want to talk about is this conversation around the pharmaceutical industry, around its profits and its kind of play into the world. Uh, something that a lot of people don't might, might not know. Well, let's do this. First, let's briefly overview who I'm talking about. I'm talking about these huge pharmaceutical conglomerates that make a lot of drugs that help out a lot of people. Unfortunately though, excuse me, they have also hurt a lot of people. Um, you know, our favorite company, Pfizer, uh, actually got sued for the largest criminal, um, they had to pay the largest criminal fine ever, $1.3 billion for going against the uh, FDA um, in this drug, I think it's called uh, Better Be Bextra. Um, false advertisement, hurting people, and, and not doing what, like falsely advertising their drug, what it was for, and its effects. All right, they also had to pay $1 billion to people that were hurt from other different drugs that they put out. And, and the list goes on and on with this Johnson Johnson, Moderna, all these other companies, they don't have the best track record. Okay, then besides the point of that, let's think about uh, their specific, you know, the jab. Well, they're actually not liable for any injuries that it causes. Okay, so I just want you to like think about maybe another 
something else that you buy uh, that if, if we apply that like cars. So imagine you buy a car and before they sell it to you, they say, well, I just wanna let you know, like we're not liable if this breaks, okay? Really funny story, there's gates at my apartment complex and there's a huge sign on the gate that says like, we are not liable if the damages that this cause, if it malfunctions. And I'm like, what if they said that about our roof? What if they had like a sign in our apartment that was like, well, if the roof collapses, it's actually not our fault. You assume the risk by entering the room. Okay, back back to the point. Imagine you buy a car and they're like, yeah, well, we're actually not liable if the airbags don't work. This That's, that's on you, you're taking the risk. Like, what? No, I'm not buying your car. But no, it's actually, you have to buy our car. Like it's mandated, you actually can't get any other car. Seems a little odd, right? Uh, also, if you're not familiar, these com- people that run these companies, like the CEOs, the people that run marketing, the people who are high up in their uh, research departments, also work for the FDA and other companies in the government. So it's not, it's very, 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 very uh, frequent that somebody works in the FDA for long periods of time and they, let's just use Pfizer for example, but it happens with many other pharmaceutical industries, um, companies. Someone works in FDA, oh, they give some love to Pfizer, they give some love back, oh, okay, he finishes out his term in the FDA, maybe he doesn't get reapproved. Guess what? He has a perfect job at Pfizer to go right over here and work for the next 10 years. Oh, and guess what? He might even transfer back. And it happens, they just love each other and they help each other out and they help promote each other for profit, for money, for power and control because that's all they want. That's like on an individual level, they just want, want, want more money and they want to keep their job. And, you know, we can make the moral claim against them. I'm not here to do that, just to point out the facts of what happens in relation to that. Um, yeah, and then also, if it was about health, why would we not start promoting any other thing that would help us be healthier and reduce the suffering related to COVID? Namely, ivermectin. Uh, so I'll give you a brief over brief overview and put you towards uh, you know actual doctors that treat COVID people for the past year and a half have treated people for the past year and a half that are immune, like that know the body much better than I do and you can actually get information. Again, this is not medical advice. I'm just expressing the opinion, my own opinion on this. Uh, if you're not familiar, ivermectin has been in the news a lot recently and it just got a lot more uh, news related to Joe Rogan. Um, Joe Rogan is a vac, a, a critic of the vaccine for like blatant, blatant mandates of everybody get it. It's completely safe, nothing goes wrong with it. Um, he's just critical of that. And he got COVID recently and bounced back really quickly because he used a bunch of alternative uh, medicines like NAD uh, therapy drips, like vitamin C IV drips, also by taking ivermectin and another uh, monoclonal antibodies. Um, which are all really effective, and he got healthy, and he also exercises, take care of himself, take cares, take, wow, take, takes care of himself very often, very routinely, is very adamant about that, and also helps spread the word about all these incredible things and uses his platform for good, crazy idea, right? And so everyone's like, oh, it's a horse dewormer and all this stuff. Listen, Ivermectin has been used, I think, for around a decade now. It was discovered in, by a Japanese scientist in Japan, grown from a mushroom. It received the Nobel Peace Prize for how good, it's safe, and effective it was for human consumption. It has been used over 4 billion doses. Okay, It was listed by the World Health Organization as an essential medicine. Um, 
it's very anti-parasitic, it's very antiviral, and it just helps reduce inflammation. That's a very like general statement about it. Yeah, and now it has a smear campaign run over it. It's massive amounts of censorship, and you know some of it's uh, people that won't don't want it to be in use. I don't understand why. Um, I guess to strongman their argument, they would say that it's not safe and effective. Well, there's been around sixty. Uh, peer-reviewed studies about its safety and effectiveness in different formats and different um, environments. There's been 30 randomized control trials showing its efficacy in the preventive measure of uh, the you know the pandemic and and also like preventative. So take it before or take it just you know once a month uh, so that you don't get sick. Very useful. Also during it. So like oh hey you got it here it is we'll give it to you. Reduces the risk of you you know getting really sick by covid and getting hurt by it and infecting others and then also like in late kind of later like oh hey you've had it and you have a, you're very fat you're very you have a ton of comorbidities you're very immunocompromised like we'll give it to you it helps out really good there too and it's just crazy because like so many countries around the world have just used it as a latch ditch resort ditch resort and it's been incredibly effective uh, there was a study that went on, I believe, in uh, a South American country where they tested or they, they in the experiment, they have 1,200 uh, healthcare workers that were in an extremely high risk environment because due to viruses, like high viral load. So if you're like in, in exposed to it a lot, it's a lot worse for you. And so they were in a high viral load situation. They gave 1,200 people um, in the experiment. 700 took ivermectin. I don't know the exact doses on that. You can check that out. They gave 500, didn't take it. Of the 500 that didn't take it, 60% of them were infected by COVID. Out of the 700 people that took the ivermectin, zero were infected. Zero. Just one study, but that's pretty significant. Uh, it also has been used in many different Mexican states as a test and treat measure. So they test it. As soon as you realize that you were tested positive, they give it to you and they see a sharp decrease in maybe like the symptoms or the hospitalizations in that group as compared to if they didn't do it. Uh, a lot of you might know that India was hit pretty hard, uh, I want to say like a month, a month or two ago. And the states that were unbiased and, and you know decided to use ivermectin saw huge decreases in the weeks after they started implementing that so yeah and there's uh countries in eastern europe other countries in south america and latin america that have been using it as a last just effort and are seeing amazing results they don't care they just want to help people and i'm getting all this information um from uh, other a lot of people that talk about it but mainly uh, dr pierre corey and the flcca Frontline Clinicians uh, COVID Care Allegiance. I may be messing up the order with the C's, but there are a group of doctors who have been treating COVID since the beginning. They are sharing data. They're looking at research all around the world, just trying to help patients out. They just wanna help people out. And they're like, yo, why are we not using this drug? Like, it obviously helps. There's very little cons associated with it. Why is it being censored? Why are we being told it's a, a horse dewormer? Like, no, it's like, yeah, it can be used for that, but it's like, it's a human drug. Like that's why it, it's so robustly made. Here's the reason why. Here's the T as to why there's a smear campaign going around it. The emergency youth authorization that is issued by, I believe the FDA that allows uh, 
you know, in the past, I know that one, I think, got approval allows these vaccines and other drugs to be kind of rushed through the process has a stipulation that there can't be a safe and effective alternative. Namely, you can't keep just giving out this untested vaccine if there is a safe and effective alternative treatment for it. Well, ivermectin is a safe and alternative effective treatment. Do you see where I'm going with this? Ivermectin also, uh, I don't know the term, but it's, it's not patented, meaning like anybody can produce it and it's relatively low co cost. It costs around $26 for a full treatment to treat somebody with it, right? So anybody can make it, anybody can use it. It's very low cost, not a lot of money to be made on ivermectin. Hmm, well, our dear Lord and Savior, Anthony Fauci, uh, I think put in like, I don't know the exact amount, a lot of money for them to research a new drug that essentially does the same exact thing as ivermectin. What is it called, guys? It is called um, molnupiravir. Um, it does essentially the same exact thing as ivermectin, except it's $700 a dose. $700? Why would I do that? That's what, four times seven? 28 times more expensive, huh? That's weird, and it patented, and it's patented. It's only one one company can make it, and they make all the profit. That's interesting. See, this kind of relationship between the companies gets a little sketchy, and you can see how it's really about money and and power and control in the market. So that's my rant, guys. Realize that in life, things comes down to power, comes down to money and control, and unfortunately. We have let the people that lead our country tell us what to do. And a lot of people aren't even in elected, uh, they're not elected officials like Fauci. He's not elected, we didn't elect him to do this. No, the CDC is a third party that uh, the government employs and the government puts, you know what I mean? I'm not saying they're not doing a lot of good stuff and they don't help people out, but when do we like start realizing that it's about health, it's not about preventing disease. Right? Why don't we why don't we show people how to eat and how to cook and how to move well and how to think well and how to read books that are good for them and how to uh, exercise and how to take care of their bodies, take care of their family in healthy, natural ways that we know is a robust way to prevent any illness, obesity, heart disease, atherosclerosis, all the stuff that is still ravaging cancer that just kills so many people a year, alcoholism. Right? But we focus on this one thing that is a vaccine that is on one part of the spike protein that isn't really effective for all these variants that are popping up. No, why don't we just promote health? Well, that doesn't make much sense, Matt. You're crazy, you're just a coach. Not everybody can afford that. Fuck that, we pay so much in healthcare. We pay so much to fund these drugs and research and all this dumb stuff when we could just, we could use the White House and the CDC's authority to start talking about things that actually make a difference in relation to all these other issues, mental health, physical health, emotional health, that everybody struggles with. But no, I'm crazy. All right, so this is a real talk with Maddie G. If you enjoyed this conversation, or you know, not the conversation, if you enjoyed listening to me, I'd really appreciate it if you shared this video. Um, I'm gonna start talking about this stuff more and more often. I had some other things I wanted to talk about, but for another day. Um, thank you guys for listening. Stay strong, speak out, speak your word, and stand up for what you believe in, right? Stand up for your values, do what you love, have more fun, eat better food, move often, breathe intentionally, 
think intentionally, keep doing you. Thanks for watching, fam.